0: Some of y'all sound cryptic, like if you ain't took the vax, expect to sleep with the fishes. Is the media making you bold, making that heart turn cold? You get your life in exchange for your soul. First the mandatory mask, then the mandatory vax. What's next? A mandatory mark for access? Like six, six, six. First off, I ain't taking no uh, vaccine. You know? I ain't going to no quarantine. Mask off, and you know it's really bugging me. just
1: like the CDC. First off, I ain't taking no see sí. this delta variant
2: transmit to other people hey, taking no vaccine baby strap in leaders let's go good morning good evening good afternoon wherever you are in the world i'm sam i am let me turn the volume down a little bit welcome to the lifeboat live stream well, it's been a very interesting week for the show. Tonight, in fact, the plan was to have Brooke Jackson join us this evening. Now, she's a whistleblower. She ran the two of the three sites in Dallas for the Phase 3 Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine trials. And she called me a couple hours ago to say, Sam, uh, I have no internet. I said, w- w- what do you mean? What happened? She said, well, coincidentally... When I started doing all of these interviews, uh, AT&T finally decides to show up to our neighborhood and install fiber to everybody. I'm like, oh, okay. And she says, since then, I've started getting intermittent internet outages that seem to also coincidentally coincide with when I have interviews scheduled. So I have no internet, uh, I can't do video. And so what do you want to do? Well," We made other plans. She will be on the show. Uh, I'm not going to disclose those publicly because she also, just a few minutes ago, sent me some screenshots. She's got She's contacted the AT&T rep. They have a tech on site, and the tech is saying every time they go to use a channel, everybody else tries to use it for some reason, and then it doesn't work. So there's literally a jammer out there. Now... I reached out to Brooke and we talked on Wednesday and I talked to to two ladies. Uh, Brooke's on the trial side and the other one was on the mRNA production side for a subcontractor. So <sighs> Pfizer, Moderna, all of them, they don't actually produce these. They subcontract that out. And this other woman was the person overseeing the formulation and several aspects of Uh, the production and bringing these things to market and told me some things that are just uh, shocking. Like even under the very tightly laboratory controlled conditions, they're doing things to filter out. Uh, There's a process involved in, you know, getting down to the raw mRNA and you got to filter some things out. And even under those conditions, they are still not getting consistent results. So, what was in these, some of these vaccines if they're not getting consistent results in a laboratory environment. Right? So there are both, um, another thing she told me that happened, she was on the, uh, on a video call with Ryan Mark Fuller. He's the one doing the jury trial and she was testifying, telling her story. And in the middle of that a phone number calls her phone repeatedly, like She doesn't answer, she puts it on silent, but it keeps calling. And then eventually the person texts and it's one of Pfizer's lawyers writing her in the middle of the interview of the grand jury testimony that she's giving with Reimark. And she's like, how did you get my number? And he says, from Pfizer. And Pfizer claims that she filled out an anonymous report, but she did it from a different phone in a different name, so uh, how exactly did they get her number? Now, if you, Brooke was actually uh, she she filed a complaint to uh, the FDA. Here's their response letter. Yes, yeah, basically, as you can imagine. Thank you, for
3: Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. Thank you, coming. Thank Thank you. Thank you so much, Brooke.
2: Appreciate your feedback. <laughs> so, um, six hours after sending that letter she gets fired from her job. And of course Pfizer has her name and phone number. Uh, how this lawyer got it from Pfizer. Well, it seems like maybe somebody is on the payroll of the pharmaceutical cartel handing out information just like the drug cartels do. Do you see the situation? Both of these women are like scared. They're getting intimidated, harassed, threatened. This is very real. The people who did this, the people who are involved in this are going to prison best case. It gets worse from there. So that's what she's dealing with. Um, this is absolutely real. Uh, we will be sitting down, you know, Sorting something out. Like I said, we've already got plans and you will know after it's done. So there we go. Um, what I want to go through instead tonight is something that I watched and I was just absolutely stunned. And it's Rochelle Lewinsky's te- not testimony, but um, guest lecture conversation. She did a sit down with, I think it's her school, and, you know, full of medical students and so forth. And one of the I don't know, administrators or bureaucrats, professors, whatever. And they're, she's talking about what's going on. And there's a very shocking clip that's made the rounds about, you know, maybe we were a little bit when CNN told us the news of 96% efficacy, CNN, right? Like, wait, the CDC is getting its data from CNN. Is that what you're telling me, Rochelle? <laughs> uh, we might have been a little bit optimistic and a a little too careless or something along those lines. Everybody's seen that that's gone around, but the other things that she said are absolutely so revealing. And we're going to look through those tonight. I want you guys to see exactly what she said. So let's just jump in right there. So he's asking her, what did we get right? um,
3: When you think about the pandemic, what did we get right? And what, what, would, what do you think the opportunities will be if we, if we face something like this again?
1: Um, the, uh, nobody will ever know the counterfactual of things that we could have done better or really did well. So, so it's interesting to think about this. Um, we delivered, in a year, 550 million vaccines.
2: I mean, I guess if you want to call them Vaccines. That's technically true. There we go.
1: I mean, that's extraordinary. And if you had asked a priori, would we have been able to do that? I'm not sure we would have.
2: I think, you know, you'd probably have to cut a lot of corners, not do pregnancy studies, not study high risk people, which the vaccines are supposedly to help in the first place. So you exclude all those from your trials to make them super simple. And then, and, you know, cut the trials short, maybe vaccinate the uh, control group so there's no comparison going forward that, you know, kind of cover your tracks in case something goes wrong. Probably have to do some of that.
1: Was it enough? Do we need to do no. better? Do we need to do more? Yes, but like that's extraordinary that we were be able to scale up. Well, we were be able to.
2: I mean, pat yourself on the back here, Rochelle.
1: Able to have a vaccine in a year, and then scale up vaccine delivery in an extraordinary fashion across this country. Mm. Um, Never been so, done before. So that, I think, we can talk about the challenges of those who are vaccine hesitant and, and the divisiveness there, but we were able, for people mm. who wanted a vaccine, it was available to them, and, and even for people who didn't, we were able to move the needle on many people.
2: Move the needle on many people through coercion and intimidation, and threats of being fired through her mandates. Like, make no mistake, this woman is responsible for the deaths of tens of thousands of people. And it will probably be in the hundreds of thousands, if not hundreds of millions, before all is said and done. And she's talking about moving the needle on people. These are war crimes, what they did. And the fact checkers come out, oh, nobody signed the Nuremberg Code. Well, yeah, you know what? They figured it out on the fly and they realized this was really wrong. Here's the principles that we upheld the last time this happened. And it's probably, you know, pretty basic logic to think we might want to do that again. So these people, who participated in this, a lot of them are facing life in prison at best. Some of them are going to swing from the gallows. Some of them will be handled by the mob because the officialdom either collapsed or didn't get to them soon enough. Whoops! Did we get
4: right? You think?
1: For people who wanted a vaccine, it was available to them, and and even for people who didn't, we were able to move the needle on many people. So I think that that is one thing.
2: That that sure is something. Yes, Rochelle, you're correct.
1: So when?
2: So she's talking about they have they have two thousand people working on COVID at the CDC. And she's, she's talking through her problems of, you know, it's such a tough, challenging role here. Well, I think they've got some morale problems. I want you to listen to this.
1: We look at how we're going to scale up that workforce. Um, we need to both bolster the, the sort of value of the workforce. And we've lost thousands of jobs in COVID. And
2: then- we've lost thousands of jobs in COVID. We, meaning the CDC.
1: And it's not that we've lost the jobs, as people have vacated them. it's it's,
2: there. it's not that we've lost the jobs, it's that people are vacating them, quitting. I'm not having any further role in this Holocaust that you're pushing that's resulting in genocide. And the problem is, well, she's going to explain, it's not that they're pressuring these people and forcing them to lie and become propagandists as you're going to see as we go through her speech and compare it up with reality tonight. That's not the problem. These are the problems.
1: And so um, when we think about what we need to do in public health, um, it is not just scale up our workforce. We need to make sure that that workforce feels valued. We need to make sure it's a revered place to be.
2: A revered place to be. Why is it not revered? Because of what you people are doing? pushing a toxic bioweapon that's going to result in a lot of deaths among the people who are treated with it.
1: We need to make sure that there's longitudinal funding. It's not, you know, three year cycles because you can't hire physicians on three year cycles. Or-
2: so people think also some of that is what she's saying is COVID's over. So people are quitting because they think, well, they're going to shrink the department soon. I better leave now. And what is she wanting to do? Well, no, we need, we need a permanent staff of 2,000 to handle COVID. Because to these people, they don't have to make a profit. They don't have to you know, buy, create something that people voluntarily want to pay for. The way they grow their business is through fear and intimidation and scaring people
1: public health experts on three year cycles. And then we need a lot of work in our data monetization and people who have read some of the challenges of this pandemic early on know that there were public health departments that were receiving lab tests by fax. Um, CDC was never um had the infrastructure to receive a reportable disease at a million cases a day.
2: It's funny they also don't have the infrastructure to receive anything close to what they're getting in VARES, right? But she's not talking about VARES. In fact, in this entire speech, I didn't hear either of them once mention the reality of the VARES system, which we know from uh, Brittany Gavin and the videos that she's released that I think she's at eight or nine months now and her, Guillaume Beret, that has really degraded her quality of life, has still not been forwarded to the CDC. And if you remember during the pandemic, it was 5,000 reported deaths to theirs before they investigated the first one. That's how long it takes to get through the bureaucracy. And of course, she's up here bragging about data collection and the reporting that they did. Meanwhile, they have a VAERS system that was built in like 1996 that has not been updated. Very clearly, never been updated with modern technology. It is it is the equivalent of a contact form on the, the uh, contact us section of someone's website that takes 30 minutes to fill out and you lose your connection and then it wipes out your data and you have to start all over. And if you didn't cut and paste it, well, you're shit out of luck. That's their system. And then from there to get the hospital records, if you ever do, if you want to be like Brittany and dedicate your life to fighting and calling every month and calling the hospitals who are not sending the records over and finding out why isn't this getting done, then maybe, maybe you'll get your case sent over to the CDC for investigation so they can try every way possible to figure out how this is definitely not related to the vaccine and totally a coincidence. That's what this woman has presided over. Oh, whoops.
1: Um, of the workforce, and we've lost thousands of jobs in COVID. And then it's not that we've lost the jobs. Well, you know, three-year cycles because you can't hire the long. Know that there were public health departments that were receiving lab tests by fax. Um, CDC was never um, had the infrastructure to receive a reportable disease at a million cases a day. Um, You know, we, reportable diseases are things like measles and gonorrhea and syphilis. We don't get those in a million cases, unfortunately.
2: Um, Well, don't worry. That's going to change because the gene therapy you call a vaccine, you make very sure to point out in the literature that the mRNA doesn't get into the nucleus of the cell, but guess what? Turns out the spike protein that the mRNA induces the body to produce that's churned out of the the endoplasmic reticulum, that does get into the nucleus of the cell where it interrupts P53 and BRCA, which prevent cancers. The pseudouridine in the um, lipid nanocomplex, that is meant to lower the immune system, which is shutting down some of these receptors and so forth. and leaving people vulnerable to viruses because their body can't fight them off. And that's why we're seeing shingles outbreaks, herpes outbreaks, and all sorts of other viruses and so forth. That's why you know, we talked about in the last show, the syphilis tests that, that are coming back false positive because of the three underlying conditions, which coincidentally happen to be also related to the vaccine injuries caused by the spike protein endothelial damage inability to uh, repair things happening in the cells
1: but 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 the infrastructure that was needed in order to receive that those kinds of data um the the public health infrastructure in this country was too frail to do um one another thing I'm really proud of is our ability to to quickly get data out. Now, we will always have people who say we're not quick quick enough.
2: Um well, like we're still trying to get vaccinated versus unvaccinated data. We're going to talk about that in a future clip here.
1: So when we said, we, you know, we need vaccine effectiveness data as fast as we can have it. okay? Good. Um, because everybody wants to know how well this vaccine is working and is it waning. Um, and over the last year, I will say we've published an MMWR every 48 hours on average, which is kind of extraordinary. Um, we now have infrastructure in vaccine effectiveness, leverage from our vaccine effectiveness work in flu.
2: Okay. Listen to this. Listen to the data that they have right now that she's up here bragging about.
1: Um, we have numerous platforms um, through multiple collaborations um, and multiple different cohort studies, pediatric, adult, ED, hospitals. And we now have the capacity, which is a data modernization sort of pedal to the metal, um, linking in 29 jurisdictions, so two thirds of the United States population, um, vaccine immunization data, to testing data, those two did not speak, to death data.
2: Immunization data, so they know who's vaccinated, who's not vaccinated. whether When they got the shot.
1: Testing data, those two, vaccine immunization data, to testing data, those two did not speak, to death data.
2: And deaths. Now... Why do they want those? They want to show the people who are not vaccinated die. What could they show? The people who take the vaccine, are they dying? They refuse to answer that question. The people who take the vaccine, are they dying at a greater rate than the people who are not? That's what the data shows everywhere else around the world. But when we look at the CDC data, it's exactly the opposite of everywhere else in the last show we showed you the UK versus the CDC and they were off you know they were almost polar opposites of each other and either somebody's not taking the same shot or somebody is lying about the data now there's a 1984 law on the federal register that says the CDC the public health agencies are required to lie about the vaccine safety in order to promote, you know, the public health. They are required to lie to you. And the FDA put out a memo saying, uh, yeah, this vaccinated, unvaccinated thing is off by 16%, which means 16% of the unvaccinated population are actually vaccinated. And when you flip those two groups, you get a delta of 32%. That's how that's and the the U.S. the CDC versus the UK statistics are off a little more than that. So we know the answers. They know the answers. This is what Dell, BigTree, and the HighWire are suing them over to get this data. Trump set up a meeting with the CDC. Fauci was there. I think Barrick was there and some others. Ken, uh, Robert Kennedy was there and Dell was there. And that's what they asked for. And they said, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll get that to you. And then they said, well, uh, we we don't have that data, which means we can't rig the data enough to give it to you, which is the same reason that they have collected this massive amount of data and only a sliver of it has been released because, well, mm, turns out people like me... (laughs) would use it to show that the vaccines aren't working. Why would we do that? Well, because the vaccines aren't working. So they would rather hide it and lie and deceive the public than admit that they are wrong.
1: Um, And over the last year, I will say we've published an MMWR every 48 hours on average, which is kind of extraordinary. Um, we now have infrastructure in vaccine effectiveness leveraged from our vaccine effectiveness work in, in 29 jurisdictions, so two-thirds of them did not speak to death data. And because of that, we can now, within four weeks, look at vaccine effectiveness for cases and deaths um, for two-thirds of America. Um, we can stratify it by age. We can stratify it by data vaccine. We can stratify it by which vaccines you've got. That's a lot. That's
2: they have the data. Why aren't they turning it over?
1: It's been, a, you know, a lot to be able to do. And then maybe the third thing. Do
2: you see her touch her nose, self-doubt?
1: I'll say is our ability to scale up sequencing and scale up wastewater and scale up um, uh, syndromic surveillance in ways that, you know, I think are necessary for this moment and will serve us well in the future.
2: Too little caution and Um, too much optimism.
1: Where could we have improved? Um, Mm. Well, you know, I think I can tell you where I was when the CNN feed came that it was 95% effective on the vaccine.
2: I can tell you where I was when CNN announced the effectiveness of the vaccine. I'm sorry. does, Does the CDC now get its data from CNN?
1: So many of us wanted to be helpful. So many of us wanted to say, okay, this is our ticket out, right?
2: Now we're done. Of course, we're talking about relative risk reduction of 95, 96% effective. Absolute risk, meaning your real world, less than 1%, statistical noise. And of course, that's with rigged trials that Brooke can explain how they, they got even that result
1: Um, so I think we had perhaps too little caution and too much optimism um, hmm. for some good things that came our way. I, I really do. I, I think all of us wanted this to be done. Nobody said waning when when you know uh-huh. oh this vaccine is going to work. Oh well, maybe it'll work. It'll wear off. Um, uh,
2: well, I, I mean. Gert Vandenbosch, actually, he said it's a terrible idea to vaccinate into a pandemic across all age groups and that that would create um, escape pressure on the virus and push it to evolve into more infectious variants that would infect younger and younger age groups, which is exactly what's happened. He was saying that. Luke Montagnier was saying that, that also, was saying kind of the same thing that this was a bad idea, that these vaccines wouldn't work, that they shouldn't be rolled out this way, that this is insane. So the people who did say that were attacked and silenced by her and her deep state handlers as misinformation agents to remove them from the discussion so that they could create this mass formation while they had everybody isolated and scared and heightened fear all the time to go outside having to muzzle their face into a breathe into a <laughs> bacteria trap basically
1: nobody said well what if the next variant doesn't it doesn't it's not as potent against the next variant um, and then maybe the other thing i'll say is this area of gray um, i yeah. have frequently said you know, we're going to lead with the science. Science is going to be the foundation of everything we do. That is entirely true. I think.
2: But, but, here comes the but, the science is gray. That means it changes over time. So we weren't wrong. It's just the science evolved. Now, there were people who got it right based on what they claim to be the science, but they're crazy. You should not listen to them. They have been deplatformed and attacked and discredited by the pharmaceutical cartel funded censors called fact checkers who the CEO is on the board of one of the pharmaceutical cartels. And of course those guys are also funded by people by the, the um, financial cartels that have billions of dollars in stock and wanted to make a nice little return on their investment. And these people pointing out the flaws in their strategy just couldn't be tolerated. That's what this woman is a part of. We've got to open our eyes to reality here, folks.
1: Public heard that is science is foolproof. Science is black and white. Science is immediate and we get the answer and then we, you know, make the decision based on the answer. And the truth is science is gray. And science is not always immediate, and it, sometimes it takes months. And-,
2: and sometimes it's manipulated by psychopaths who are pushing their own agenda.
1: Years to actually find out the answer, but you have to make you know decisions in a pandemic before you have that answer.
2: Hmm. We just have to make decisions in a pandemic before we have all the answers. That's all. We're following the science. Um,
1: I think that overall, our immunity is going to hold us in good stead. Um, I don't know whether we're going to need another boost, and I don't know when.
2: But you can count on it. It's coming. She needs to, to a reason to justify those 2,000 employees that she wants to be in charge of, Right.
1: Um, And I don't know what that's going to look like, but um, I do think ultimately we will have good level population immunity for variants that come our way. And that even if amplitude uh, surges come, the amplitudes of those surges will be less.
2: Okay. So she's predicting decaying infections, case counts. Of course, now that they've manipulated, gotten rid of the PCR test or joke, that's almost baked in the cake at this point right see they've managed and manipulated every aspect of this to where you think you're seeing reality the normies think they're seeing reality from this thing and it is a complete facade
1: and then ultimately
2: we there goes her tick again every time after she delivers some bullshit she brushes her hair back behind her ear
1: we'll have a coronavirus that will you know it will lead to death in some people every season.
2: Um, and- now all of a sudden it's like the flu and it just kills people and we don't have to turn everyone into prisoners in their homes, increase overdoses, opioid addiction, child suicides. We don't have to do all that. Now we can just treat it like the flu and we'll come up with something else, a new new fear, right?
1: and uh, that we will then tolerate in some way. Mm -hmm. I do think life may change. We were having this conversation yesterday about mask wearing um, and whether we in hospitals will be wearing masks, um, you know, the way we wear gloves after the HIV, you know, after HIV and whether my husband's a pediatric oncologist.
2: And here she is pretending like the masks still work. The masks that they're using still work against a virus. They don't, folks. <laughs> These are not masks to, to provide any level of protection against a virus. It just They just don't work. Is there a reduction? Sure. Is there protection? No. But yet, here they are. Well, I mean, this may be just be the new normal because clearly we need to reinforce that the masks work and that we didn't have you jump through this hoop for nothing because we were just trying to control you
1: never go into a bone marrow transplant room without a mask on the way he used to. Um, so, you know, I think that there will be things that we learned here. I mean, I haven't had a cold in a really long time. Um, so, and I suspect that we don't miss those. So I, you know, I think we've learned something here.
2: <laughs> there she is pushing the, the narrative that, well, I haven't had a cold when the reality is that the coronavirus outcompeted most of these other, viruses and coronavirus spread instead of the flu.
1: So I, this is a safe space because every piece of advice I've gotten is don't predict what's going to happen. <laughs> so I have no idea what's going to happen. Um, we have to vaccinate the world from, with, from for COVID-19.
2: Um, I don't know, Rochelle, that, that sounds like you have a pretty good idea of where this is going sounds like you're predicting there of course why would africa need this covid 19 vaccine have you seen their cases they're doing better than anybody because they've ignored it for the large part why do they need to get vaccinated against something that's not a threat for them your science does not check out Okay, I love this claim here. We're looking under the lampposts of all the cases and all the deaths. We're leaving no st- stone unturned in this COVID epidemic. We are getting to the bottom of everything.
1: The, the easy answer is I know I'm gonna be wrong for half the country. <laughs> so, so now that
2: I- There's her fake laugh again. And what is she doing? She's playing politics as if everyone in, you know, half the country's on the red team and half the country's on the blue team and I'm on the blue team, so the red team hates me. And she doesn't want to acknowledge that some of us are tired of playing puppets with the puppet master and we're rejecting all of it and saying, enough is enough, get out of my life. You're a psychopath, you belong in a prison cell, best case for the rest of your life.
1: I've accepted that, <laughs> um, or some, some fraction of people will be unhappy. but no, I, that, it's a little bit tiny but you know, one of the things I think that's really been a challenge here is on the right side of every news screen is the number of cases and the number of deaths from COVID, and that's because mm-hmm. we're counting them, and we're looking under the lamppost of all the cases and all the deaths, and there have been so many other things that we're counting that don't make the headlines.
2: Hmm. You know what did make the he- headlines? Those cases and deaths and hospitalizations that you're getting to the bottom of when it turned out that 40 to 60% of those COVID hospitalizations were not hospitalized for COVID. Why was that, Rochelle? I thought, I mean, you were leaving no stone unturned, but you didn't know that 40% of the, the COVID cases we're hospitalized for something else. But when they test positive, guess what happens? Oh, the hospital gets a bonus payment for that COVID hospitalization. And if they need a ventilator, mm, another bonus payment. And if they need the drug that you recommend that Fauci's pushing on us, just like he did with AZT during the AIDS epidemic, 20% bonus, bribe whatever you want to call it added to the whole bill on top of it for the hospital this is insurance fraud on a grand scale that has cost dollar holders billions and billions of dollars the people involved in this belong in jail wrong button sorry
1: um, opioid deaths um, mental health challenges. Cardio um, screening
2: for uh, cancer screening. I, I, I. Of course, who created the opioid epidemic? The pharmaceutical cartels, right? We've covered that with the pharmacist series from Netflix. And uh, ah, crap, I'm blanking on the, the one that just came out that was excellent that told the enforcement side, the DEA's story in all of this. Of course, made them out to be the heroes when really it was this one pharmacist who brought down Cleggett who was the you know, pill pusher in uh, New Orleans in something parish. And of course, the pharmaceutical company knew because they had one rep getting $300,000 quarterly bonuses all from one doctor. And it's like, that didn't ring any alarm bells because, well, they're a cartel that made billions of dollars off of hooking soccer moms and dads, destroying their life, turning them into junkies so that they could make you know, an extra $5 billion, which, by the way, the courts have just recently come back and said, yeah, even though they were found guilty and, and ordered to pay these fines, um, we're going to let them off the hook and let the Sackler family cartel keep that $5 billion because that would be in the best interest of justice for the people, whose lives were destroyed and lost for a company that lied to the FDA, misrepresented their study, fabricated study data, lied to doctors, manipulated doctors, bribed doctors with trips for speeches and things all the time. It's a very good deal. And they got away with paying a few millions to make billions at the expense of hundreds of thousands of people whose lives and, and families were torn apart. And here she is making excuses for them. That's who these people are. They need a scapegoat for the rising vaccine injuries that are fatal. Okay. Okay. That's what this segment's about. Listen very carefully.
1: Whose elective surgeries were deferred, who now came in with metastatic disease.
2: So, see, during the pandemic, we had all of these people who weren't getting to see their GP, weren't getting checked out for cancer and so forth, getting those diagnoses, and now it's a huge problem. So what are they going to do about it?
1: Um, So we're not telling that as much. I think... We will be tallying that in the future, but we need to make decisions now. And so, and as I said, you know, those decisions have to be related to, um, you know, they have to be able to be applicable to New York Mm -hmm. and Navajo.
2: So they're not keeping track of that, but they're definitely going to be in the future. Why? Because they need a scapegoat for the vaccine deaths. And one of their strategies, they've got a half dozen here, we've covered most of them, you've got, there's the HIV testing. There's, that's the big one. And then now we've, they've added another one to the arsenal where they're going to blame people dying of cancer on missed diagnoses during the pandemic so that these people can get away hopefully with murder. That's their plan here with mass murder of tens of thousands of people already. And these vaccines, these gene therapies haven't even taken their toll yet.
1: Um, And so that's, it's a lot. We get a huge amount of feedback. Um, We do, I mean, our our COVID-19 response at CDC is 2,000 people. We might be faulted for not making the right, exactly the right decision in the moment, Mm -hmm. but I don't want to be faulted for not making a decision, because Mm -hmm. that in and of itself is a decision. Um, so, Mm So I, you know, the... People were surprised by our infection quarantine guidance that came out just after the holidays. We needed to make a decision. Um, Something needed to be done because we were about to see a million cases a day. And we were hearing about hospitals who couldn't get blood culture bottles because FedEx wasn't delivering.
2: We needed to make decisions because cases were nearing a million per day. Fabricated cases filled with false positives from their fraudulent PCR test that couldn't differentiate between influenza A and influenza B. They just had to make a decision because it was just such a huge number. This whole thing is such a giant lie. They
1: had too many people to out. So we we needed to do something Um, and you know, this is our Super Bowl moment, right? Oh, <laughs> this, yeah. I mean, we're tired, and, and I know, I know what I know what ID faculty do, in a-
2: and she's talking to the class the, you know the students out there in the audience.
1: Pandemic, we're all tired. This is what we were called to do. This is what we trained for. We would kind of never hope we'd be here, but this is what we were trained to do. Um-
2: this is what we were trained to do. This is our Super Bowl moment. Our time to shine. We're going to get lots of new funding, more power, more control. Their actions have destroyed the nursing and really profession. To
1: keep, um, we were talking last night about, you know, there are, I am worried about our nursing profession. Um, I, I have heard from our nursing profession. We all know that there's a shortage of nurses. We all
2: Because know- you fired a bunch of them. For refusing, to take, for refusing to participate in your gene therapy, in your experimental gene therapy, that you used coercion to force them into taking something that they didn't want in violation of the principles outlined at Nuremberg that resulted in people being hung and imprisoned for life. That's what we're talking about here.
1: ...know that nursing is a challenge um, just in terms of keeping nurses engaged. I'm also hearing from...
2: Maybe the challenge is that they're on the front lines of your propaganda war and they know it's bullshit. And they're not comfortable taking part in this holocaust that you're forcing on people.
1: ...nursing schools that they don't have enough faculty to teach. The other thing I would say is to use your voice for advocacy, which I very much believe in. Mm,
2: That's good, because that's what I do.
1: But also, um, one of the things that I, um, you know, in the media now, there are a lot of people who are using their voice um, that may or may not be helpful for public health.
2: Oh, oh, and I guess I'm one of those, because that was the reason cited for being kicked off of multiple social media platforms this week, within hours of each other.
1: Um, if people are, are, um, are disagreeing on, we can disagree on, in the weeds of what a decision is, and, and I'm certainly happy to take the criticism, certainly no, we, I've had it. But, um, but if the message is not often to the public that public health is a good thing,
2: Then you attack them, you uh, try and discredit them, you force them to retract the papers for bullshit reasons and then misrepresent what happened in the press. You go after the doctors and nurses and get their credentials, get them fired. In the case of Brooke, it appears the FDA has handed over her information to Pfizer so that she could get fired. Cartels. These are criminal cartels.
1: Then that that decreases public health in general. So our messaging, I think, we just have to be clear about.
2: Clear about, like you know, the the vaccines are ninety six percent effective. They you won't get sick. You won't spread it to others. When in fact, none of that turned out to be true. And the vaccinated started spawning all of these different variants that kept this thing going and going, it's like the Energizer bunny, started infecting the younger age groups just like the people over a year ago said it would, that you ignored and said didn't exist because you deplatformed them. Well, you didn't. Your handlers, agents did, the censors, the fact checkers, the state medical boards, all compromised top to bottom because as these guys get more power and money and control, when they use fear to manipulate people. They don't have to make a product that people voluntarily want to take because they perceive a benefit.
1: Where's the evidence missing? Where are we, you know, the C3 level evidence is, Mm -hmm. we don't have the trial, we don't know that expert opinion, you know, like, uh, how do we make this decision? and um, that's really where I sort of sought to get evidence. How can we inform new decisions? You know, the rejection of evidence in this moment, I, I certainly hope that's not long-term. Um, I do think that there, there's this unique divisiveness that, that is not in this moment, that has not helped us through this, this real challenge that we've had. But I don't think that that's long-term. But I-
2: She doesn't think that it's long-term. What is she talking about? Vaccine hesitancy. What they have done has absolutely destroyed the trust in the medical industry. It has demoralized the nurses, the hospital staff, the CDC staff, that's why they're all quitting, because they're not willing to be complicit in what these people are doing. They still still don't understand the science, right? That's the problem with people like me, we just we don't understand the science. The
1: two things that we were all talking about before COVID was antimicrobial resistance and opioids.
2: So antimicrobial resistance from what? Hand washing and all that. Because, you know, it's funny, when it comes to antibiotics, it turns out using antimicrobial soaps that kill the bacteria and so forth on your hands, It turns out those create escape pressure for uh, bacteria and so forth to evolve, to be immune to the antimicrobial agents and they're causing problems with our antibiotics becoming ineffective. But yet when it comes to COVID, vaccinating people across all age groups into a pandemic when the virus is going to be able to interface with the vaccine's uh, immunity, which is single antigen, very narrow, that doesn't create any escape pressure. It's completely the opposite there. The science just flips on its head and then when we get back to bacteria, it just flips back the other way and then it starts working like normal again. That's what the that's what following the science means here to Rochelle
1: right mm-hmm. and and no, not right. Um, those are still going to be huge problems. both have gotten worse.
2: yep and. One of them is created by your organization's failure to do its job. And that is exactly what we have again.
1: Right through this, this um, COVID pandemic, I had the great pleasure as uh, vice chair of, IDSA, of HIVMA to go to the Hill um, and to meet with congressmen about the importance.
2: She's very proud of this, going to the Hill.
1: The opioid epidemic just before COVID started, and what was striking to me, first of all, is usually I'm only permitted to, like, my Massachusetts, people only wanted to see me if they were Democrats, um, and several Republicans um, um, met with me, which was a first for me, all over opioids, um, and when I would meet with them, they, I would talk about endocarditis, I would talk about spinal epidural abscesses. Um, and they had no idea what I was talking about. So they knew opioids as, as death or, or, you know, survival. And we in medicine know of opioids as many of the long-term manifestations, mental health and medical.
2: Oh, well, you know, there's another one. It's funny putting people in isolation causes mental health problems. What else does it contribute to? Well, in adults, it contributed to overdose deaths. That's how they choose to commit suicide increased addiction rates and so forth. in kids, they were more likely to attempt suicide. So that went way off the charts. So both of these are problems of the government-imposed policy. Of course, the opioids are a problem because of the pharmaceutical cartels that were allowed to run wild, unchecked, and hook millions of Americans and people around the world on heroin. Um, And
1: other medical... Um, so, you know, what I would say, we, we're working hard in this. Um, we have funding now with 47 jurisdictions and uh, 47 states, DC, uh, two, two territories, and 16 um, other cities to do more in prevention, to do more in surveillance, to look at surveillance of um, opioid related emergency department visits, um, to understand the scope of the problem. Um, to look at adverse childhood events and how they lead to um to uh opioid use
2: they're going to get to the bottom of it you can be sure you can be absolutely sure folks hold on same scam different virus what i will
1: say is the covid response has benefited greatly greatly by the experience of the HIV research community.
2: Why is that? Because they are running the exact same playbook with the new virus. HIV was absolutely a scam. You have Luc Montagnier, the person who won the Nobel Prize for discovering HIV, saying HIV does not cause AIDS, in his opinion. And in fact, it is a companion virus that shows up when you have these other autoimmune problems. And of course we went through that whole documentary where you had the puffers that the gay community was using. It was a sex drug and it was an an inhalant poison, not good for you. And they're developing what? Some kind of weird pneumonia. Huh? So strange. And then what did they do? They went around and found ways to find more positive tests to rope more diseases and conditions into HIV so that they could ring the cash register and expand. Remember, you got tens of billions of more dollars. Same, same thing here.
1: Our HIV, our, our COVID guidelines look exactly like and in fact have many of the, people, it. <laughs> the same people you See the hair them. thing
2: again? She's spewing bullshit. She knows it, and that's her tick. That's when she does it, three times in a row. She has not done it in between there, I've been watching.
1: Our COVID treatment guidelines, um, our clinical trials, our, mul- our global collaboration, that I speak every, every Sunday with um, South Africa, it is, you know, all of the HIV...
2: With South Africa, where, yeah, yeah, they're doing just fine because they ignored all of this bullshit and didn't vaccinate, and have you seen their cases? They're among the lowest. They did better than anyone. And yeah, I think you can get ivermectin there, no problem.
1: The uh, researchers that we all know know. So it, it's it's benefited hugely from, from that network, um, the treatment networks and, and clinical trials. But no, it has not stalled. And in fact, we just uh, submitted a new round of funding of $117 million to jumpstart more of it and make sure people know that the the HIV, it is not stalled. There's been a lot of new promising data on how we use Um, self-testing.
2: Of course, what is this? This is the whole, well, we just need to, you need to do your part. Remember the, the Prince Henry or whatever? Or Harry, I don't don't care, talking about, well, even if you're low risk, you should get an HIV test. Of course, far more likely to get a false positive, and they don't even know what the false positive rate is for the low risk group, because, you know, this whole thing's like a sham, and every uh, manufacturer gets to set their own standards for what it means to, (laughs) to have a positive test. You can't make this shit up, folks. So they're... Not to do the same thing,
1: and you know, mail home tests and how the um, at-risk community could use those tests, give those tests to their to their partners, and um, really ramp up our diagnosis. So um, another nine million dollars going to community-based organizations to ramp up self-testing demonstrations.
2: Going to community, but nine million dollars for teach to teach people how to do a self-test, an HIV test. Literally collect saliva, put it on the sample. $9 million. Yeah, this is not a racket, okay?
1: I had a social worker in in our HIV clinic when I was a fellow who um, used to teach me how to give a new HIV diagnosis. And she said, the first thing you do is you say, you know, your HIV test came back positive and then either that means you have HIV infection, Um, and then you don't say anything else, you wait. Um, And it's a forever wait. But the first thing that comes out of somebody's mouth is usually the most important thing to them, and then the thing that you can address. And it could be, am I gonna lose my job? Where am I gonna get meds? Is my baby infected? Like, you don't really know what that is unless they say it first. And so, you know, people have often said to me, "How how do you convince people to get vaccinated? Um, And the answer is, well, you listen to the reason they haven't been, right? Because you can't really address all of the the reasons. You have to sort of say, you know, what is your reason?
2: Oh, well, I'm so glad you asked, Rochelle. Let me give you my reason for not wanting to get vaccinated. It starts off with, you know, this gene therapy that you guys rolled out as a vaccine, even though it's not really a vaccine and that's not what Uh, the regulators were actually describing it in talks and so forth, but it turns out, you know, like 95% of the people wouldn't take a experimental gene therapy. So you couched it as a vaccine. There's also the reason that, you know, like you change the definition of what a vaccine is from, uh, immunity or sorry, from keeping you from prevention, from stopping you from getting the virus to then immunity to now some level of protection. That kind of has something to do with it. Of course, then there's the fact that, you know, the spike protein is a bioweapon and that's what the mRNA induces the body to produce. So it's literally poisoning you from within. And then there's the fact that it's uh, using a lipid nanoparticle. And you, you tell us that, well, we, this, these aren't new. That was the talking point that came out from the sensors, the fact checkers. This isn't new. They've been working on this for 20 years which is absolutely true. And what have they found? Every single time with coronaviruses, the animals are dying, the lipid nanoparticles that they use in order to transfect into the cells and lower the immune response are highly toxic and dangerous. In pigs, after the second injection of the pegylated lipid, which is one of the components in the lipid nanoparticle complex, the pigs started having heart attacks. What's happening now? A lot of coincidental heart attacks. Strange, isn't it? So there's another reason, Rochelle, why I'm hesitant to experiment, to roll the dice, so that you guys can ring the cash register and get a little more power and control over others. Then there's the fact that, you know, it's getting into the nucleus that the spike protein, let's be clear, because... Y'all like to play word games. The spike protein's getting into the nucleus of the cell, downregulating cancer. There's the read-through risk. Because y'all use that pseudouridine, which is what's turning off the immune system and allowing the viruses to flourish, I'm, I'm very concerned about that. How do we address that one? I'm very concerned that you came out and told pregnant women, based on no real data, on studies that were so flawed, It's frankly is criminal, It is absolute scientific fraud that you presented to tell pregnant women that these shots were safe for them, for their babies. It's very concerning to me that you guys are trying to inject five and under newborns with these vaccines when they face a 0% risk. It's like you want them in the childhood schedule so that they can be guaranteed and Pfizer can have that nice perpetual income. And that's why the shots have gone from just a few to the 20s, to the 30s, 40s, 52 for a while. Now it's 76, I believe. 76 shots or your baby's unhealthy and probably going to die. Meanwhile, when we look at the actual vaccinated versus unvaccinated data, all of these childhood immunizations increase the risk of heart attack by 50%. In the unvaccinated group, they don't see they don't see the heart disease develop. It just doesn't happen. That's why they've never shared this data. If it came out when the truth comes out, these people will cease to exist. This organization will cease to exist. Because it is all fraud. These people are engaged in genocide, mass murder for their own benefit. And we have to put it to a stop, put a stop to it right now. Oh,
1: no. I know how challenging it is to train.
2: Oh, that is it. Okay, there we go. Okay, I'm going to jump back over here and show you what's happening now. Shock is from the Mail Online. Shock is Australia's expert panel on immunization reveals it never recommended controversial COVID vaccine mandates be put in place. (laughs) What? No, we didn't say that. Now nobody wants to touch it, right? Why is that? Are they trying to save themselves here? Now, nobody. it was your decision. Nobody forced it on you. (laughs) You could live a prisoner in your own home, in a police state. You don't want to take the shot that doesn't prevent infection and spread, which makes it totally useless as a vaccine passport. But don't worry. We're going to use the vaccine passport to further control you anyway. We're going to tie it in with the central bank digital currency to make you a complete slave to the system that we can turn off and deactivate anytime we want. And all you'll be able to do is go away and die somewhere, live in like a leper colony on the edge of the city, outside in the wilderness somewhere, hunted like animals maybe. Who knows? It'd be great. The Australian Technical Advisory Group on Immunization insists no recommendation was made at any time to States regarding mandatory vaccine rules, which have sparked widespread protests across the country. Okay. One more. I saw this one uh, just recently. This is a little short film. It's 19 minutes long. We're going to watch kind of the first half of it. It's just an amazing story. This is what they were facing when she gets on, when Rochelle gets up here and talks about how Nobody knew that, you know, this could happen and we didn't didn't have these signs or just this science is gray. We're just now learning this. It's just now the science is just now showing us these things. Nobody knew. Nobody could have known. We did the best we could. Million cases a day. People were dying. It was a pandemic. Well, let's let's look at reality now, shall we? In October, Dr. Andrew Hill was tasked to report to the World Health Organization on dozens of studies from around the world evaluating ivermectin for the treatment of COVID-19. Dr. Hill talked to two American physicians, Dr. uh, Paul Merrick and Dr. Pierre Corey. Now, both of those we heard from during the uh, Ron Johnson hearing, the second opinion one. They were both there, both spoke. I made clips of them and posted those to Telegram, and uh, I don't know if all of them are out on Rumble. I should probably put them up there. Uh, About the exciting data they were witnessing, and they, they shared this with Dr. Tess Laurie, and you're gonna see her in just a second here. Then something happened. Dear Andy.
5: Dear Andy. It is approximately one year since I shared with you my rapid review of the evidence on ivermectin for COVID. It's one year since my video address to our Prime Minister, Boris Johnson, advising him that we had a safe and effective medicine to beat the pandemic. And one year since you and I met to discuss working together to get ivermectin approved as soon as possible. Early in January, 2021, we shared data and agreed that ivermectin looked like a cheap, safe, and effective way to end the pandemic, that it needed to be rolled out as soon as possible. We agreed that working together would facilitate this, and you joined our strong author team preparing to conduct a Cochrane systematic review. Before we could collaborate, however, you published your paper as a preprint. I will never forget reading this paper for the first time. (laughs) You reported that ivermectin was associated with reduced inflammation, faster viral clearance, ivermectin showed significantly shorter duration of hospitalization and in moderate or severe infection there was a 75% reduction in deaths with favorable clinical recovery and reduced hospitalization. Incredible at a time when hospitals were overflowing, people were being locked down to prevent viral transmission, and the death count was rising, here we had a safe, established, off-patent medicine that could reduce hospitalization, viral transmission, and deaths. Yet your conclusions were, Ivermectin should be validated in larger, appropriately controlled, randomized trials before the results are sufficient for review by regular...
2: Well... We're we're gonna need some more data on this. I mean, we wouldn't want to allow doctors to prescribe a drug, an off-label use of a drug that's shown effectiveness and been used for you know forty years, has an incredible safety profile. We wouldn't want to, you know, use that to stop a pandemic where we're getting all kinds of money and bribes are being paid out to the hospitals and the systems ringing the cash registers and BlackRock and the the other companies that own all of these corporations, they like that taxpayer money, dollar holder money, because they're just printing it. I mean, let's face it. And the inflation that we're seeing now, this is probably just the COVID money hitting, not the Biden money yet. We haven't even gotten to that yet, but it's coming. Have you seen what's happened to gas prices? And don't forget, when the people realize, that inflation is coming, that it's going to be more expensive next month and more expensive next month, they go out and buy everything that they can because that laundry detergent will cost two or three times as much when they need it. So they buy everything up. What does that do? That empties the shelves, makes the supply chain problems even worse and causes it to spiral out of control. That's the phase that we're going into right now
5: regulatory authorities. People were dying. We were told hospitals were overflowing. We had a safe old medicine that could help. Yet you called for more trials. On the 17th of January
2: 2021, I wrote
5: to you asking you to retract your paper, saying that it would cause immeasurable harm. We met on Zoom the next day.
2: I love this.
3: I think I'm in a very sensitive position here. I, what yeah, I'm trying to do.
5: i in sensitive positions. They're in hospital and ICU's dying, and they need this medicine. Well, this is what I don't get. You know, or you because you're not a clinician, you're not at the cold face, you're not seeing people dying every day, and and this medicine prevents deaths by eighty percent. So eighty percent of those people uh, who are dying today don't need
2: to die because- and she's absolutely correct and this lady is a pit bull i mean this is what it would like i, I don't think i could do a better job than her talking to this guy
5: because there's Ivernectin.
3: there are a lot as i said there are a lot of different opinions about this as oh. so some, people, some looking-
5: people
2: there's opinions and then there's data what they had was data
5: the data, it doesn't matter what other people exactly. say, we are the ones who are tasked with the, and we have the experience to look at the data and reassure everybody that this cheap and effective treatment will save lives. It's clear. You don't have to say, well, so and so says this and so and so says that. It's absolutely crystal clear. We-
2: and what's going on in the background while she's absolutely having this conversation? The drug cartels are working on medications that provide the same effect. I forget what it is that ivermectin creates in the body. Um, But there's a, there's a word for it, a medical term for it. And so they worked on drugs that do that same thing, which is basically like a synthetic ivermectin, except instead of being a few dollars or really pennies a pill, it's like four or $500 a pill. Because these are cartels robbing us blind, destroying our wealth, capturing our wealth, destroying our quality of life, destroying our society, trying to transform it into one that allows them absolute, complete control over you, over your lives, over where you go, how you spend your money, what you're allowed to do, what you're allowed to think. That's where they want to take this.
5: We can save lives today if we can get the government to buy ivermectin. True. Your manuscript appeared rushed to me and its methodology was substandard. I made no bones about what I thought about it. And I was not the only one alarmed by the poor quality and conclusions of your paper. Dr. Corey and Dr. Merrick wrote to you and asked you to make corrections. An independent forensic communications specialist has since confirmed that there were two or three other voices in your paper. These unacknowledged authors contrived to manipulate the wording to undermine the positive findings on ivermectin. Why did you let them influence your conclusions? Whose conclusions are those on the review that you've done?
2: damn
5: it's
2: so what happened there oh damn i'm just hitting all the wrong buttons all of a sudden <laughs> okay what happened there the drug companies sorry the drug cartels sent the pharmaceutical cartels sent their fixers in to him and of course just like police are on the payroll for the drug cartels He's on the payroll for Pfizer, because if he does them this solid, when he gets out and leaves the FDA in a year or two, he gets that nice, cushy 250K, 350K consultant job for several years and uh, life's real good for him because he helped make the cartel billions of dollars by suppressing this, of course, if this came out that this was an effective treatment, guess what? The EUA is no longer valid. It never was because this was effective from the start and they knew it and they actively suppressed it and let people die so that the CDC, the NIH, the pharmaceutical cartels, the hospitals could all ring their cash register, the testing centers, let's not forget them, Remember the one guy, one one lab, $25 million in his pocket, set the thing up specifically for COVID. It is an absolute scam what all of these governments do. They are literally groups of criminal enterprises within this bigger mafia, known as the state, working to pull off the biggest heist. And that doesn't just mean they steal the government stuff. It means they use their powers, their influence in order to force a solution that costs billions and billions of dollars and they get to control and dole out to their friends who then reward them very handsomely later. It doesn't matter what laws you put in place, if you get the right people in, eventually these jobs attract the wrong people. They will get control, get power. They will subvert all the rules, all the regulations, all the intent because you don't get to interpret the intent. The original author of the law doesn't get to interpret the intent. The state does, the bureaucracies do. And they're going to do what's in their best interest, not your best interest. So if you think the the answer to this is just, well, we we just need to get the right people in, or we need to fix this. You're not thinking about this problem. You don't comprehend it.
5: Actually, contributed.
3: Well, I mean, I don't really want to get into I mean, it, it. I mean, it,
5: it needs to be clear. I would like to know
2: yeah, who, me too.
5: who are these other voices that are in your paper?
2: That- I think about Brooke getting the call from Pfizer's lawyer during the middle of her grand jury testimony for Reiner. Cartels people with bribed people on the inside, doing their bidding, giving them intel, giving them Brooks' name and num- phone number, telling them that she filed a complaint so that they can fire her hours later. Getting channels shut down. Apparently interfering with her internet at her house. The other whistleblower was scared of someone putting a bullet in her head. I'm shit you not. That's who these people are. That's who she's wanting him to reveal. And you know exactly why he's never going to. We know exactly why he's never going to.
5: That are not acknowledged. Does Unite oh, okay. have a say? Do they influence what you write?
3: unitate has a say in the conclusions of the paper. Yeah.
5: Okay. So, um, so who is it in unitate then who is sharing the, the, the who is giving you opinion on your evidence?
3: Well, it's just the people there. I don't. I, I thought Unitate is just a charity. I, is,
5: it, is it not?
2: I'm sorry. Did, did you not talk to them? I I mean, you don't know where this came from? Is that not important? The credentials of the person giving the feedback?
5: So (laughs) they have a say in your conclusions.
2: Yeah. I'm compromised. Since its establishment in 2006, Unitaid has received over $2.5 billion in contributions from donors. Unitaid's core donors are France, the United Kingdom, Norway, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, Brazil, Spain, the Republic of Korea, Chile, and Japan. The reason the U.S. isn't on there isn't on there, the U.S. government, because it doesn't need to be. We've got Bill and Melinda Gates pumping billions into that. to push their agenda.
5: You criticize studies from other countries for not being peer reviewed or published. The irony being that your manuscript was neither peer reviewed nor published at that time. And it's had a profound impact on people's lives. Indeed, when we sent our own comprehensive review on ivermectin to UK authorities, we were told that Dr. Andrew Hill's review says the evidence on ivermectin is insufficient and that more trials are needed. There was much at stake in January 2021 when you put your paper on Research Square, both in human lives and in profits.
3: Rest assured, I'm not going to let this last for a long time. I don't, I'm don't. i not saying we keep going for another <laughs> but year. The
5: fact that you're saying you're not going to let it last for a long time makes you realise the impact of your work. So how long mm-hmm. are you going to let people carry on dying unnecessarily? Up to you. What is, what is the timeline that you've allowed for this
2: then? This one was amazing. Lover.
3: Well, I, th- I think then it goes to the WHO and the NIH and the FDA and the EMEA, and they've got to decide when they think enough's enough. Because... And how
5: do they decide? Because there's nobody giving them good evidence synthesis. Because you're
2: Exactly. Because the data is being manipulated, that's being presented to them, so that they can claim, well, I mean, we were given bad data. The science is gray. It's
5: certainly not good.
3: Well, when yours comes out, which will be in the very near future, at the same time, there'll be other trials producing results which will nail it with a bit of luck. And uh, we'll be there.
5: It's already nailed.
3: But well, what I hope is that this, this stalemate that we're in doesn't last very long. It lasts a matter of weeks. And I guarantee I will push for this to, to last for a short amount of time as possible.
2: Toe the line or be pushed out is what he's telling her.
5: So how long how long do you think the
2: stalemate
5: will go on for? How long do you think your will is going for, the from my, to allow go on for? From wonderful. my
3: side, okay, from my side... Every single new trial that comes through, we're going to be aggressively adding it on. And I think end of Feb we'll be there.
2: Six weeks. Yeah. Well, guess what? That didn't happen, did it?
3: How many people guess. die every day? <clears throat> well, there is a whole group of people who think that ivermectin is, is, is complete rubbish. I'm not placebo. talking about them. I'm
5: not talking it, about them.
2: Of course, we also had the the one study they did that didn't provide an effective dose, was underdosed by a lot. And then we had the one that was way overdosed to cause people to get sick to say, oh, see, it's not safe. It doesn't work and it's not safe. Why would you take that? And that's essentially the science that he's relying on there to say, well, not everybody thinks that it works absolute criminal fraud
5: i'm saying we know the evidence how many people what die today
3: oh sure i mean you know fifteen thousand people a day the Fifteen yeah, thousand people a
5: day times six weeks
3: yeah sure the first no, I get to get it. It, we have
5: to try and get it into the uk because at this rate yeah. all other countries are getting out of nature my
3: year. goal is to get the drug approved and to do everything I can to get it proof so it reaches the... You're not yeah. doing
5: everything you can because <laughs> everything you can will involve saying to those people who are paying you I can see this prevents death, so I'm not going to um, I'm not going to support this conclusion anymore and I'm going to tell the truth. Wow. Billions have been spent on pcr
2: tests. Okay, Oracle Films, that was only like the first half, and it's just so incredible. Uh, this is at oraclefilms.com, and it's a letter to Andrew Hill is what it's titled. Uh, and I will drop the URL in chat here, for however, what whatever sort of lifespan that has. Okay, so... Um, I don't know if I want to talk about this or not. Uh, so I got banned on these two platforms after these two whistleblowers contacted me and, um, it's frustrating, right? Because one of them had a five month long thread of vaccine injuries that anyone who took the time to look through with a brain would conclude Houston, we have a problem because it showed all of the independent testimonials. Remember the Australian nurse that called in, said 20 people an hour presenting for heart problems. Remember the ambulance reports where they're waiting outside the hospitals for hours because they don't have the staff because there's so many heart attacks. People are dying in the ambulance, waiting to get into the hospital. The ambulances aren't showing up for an hour plus because they're swamped and stuck offloading patients. On and on. I mean, there was so much in there and it's all just wiped away. There was the video of Dr. Ryan Cole talking about, uh, you know, what we have is a reverse HIV that the CD8 cells are being decimated, downregulated by the pseudouridine, by the uh, downregulation of the immune systems of some of these toll like receptors, which are the alarm systems of, you know, they, they're out there. They're like filaments that sense things and check for stuff. Well, if you turn those off, you shut down your body's ability to detect these viruses and take proper action and, you know, kill the cell kind of thing. So these cancers are allowed to flourish, and that's exactly what we're seeing. And we're also finding out that the mRNA, when it's being printed, it's pulling, I think it's a MHS3 um, from the cell. Now you have three and six, and those two get put together. They kind of pair up, and they work to validate DNA. But because the threes are depleted, the sixes aren't, don't have any threes to pair with. So guess what? the validation process of the DNA is not getting done, which is going to lead to mutations. And those mutations are going to lead to cancers down the road. That's what they've done with this bioweapon that was, you know, Fauci replaying the whole HIV AIDS epidemic. He did exactly the same thing, pushed AZT, a deadly drug that was killing the patients while suppressing treatments, misrepresenting the situation, falsifying the testing. That was Kerry Ellis, the, uh, the inventor of the PCR, who was calling him out for it. He said back then, this is a misuse of the PCR test. And guess what? He said the same thing about COVID. This is a misuse of the PCR test. This is, it's fraud, what they were doing. By manipulating the cycle threshold, how many times they double the genetic material that's there in order to detect it, from where it used to be, 22, 24, 26, that's pretty much false positive territory, all the way up to 40, 45 cycles that they use for COVID until you get vaccinated. Then it drops back to 26. But the unvaccinated, they stay at 40, 45 until they did away with the PCR test because, well, they didn't actually detect SARS-CoV. They were detecting influenza A and B virus. And apparently nobody's ever been able to isolate it without mixing with other cells and on and on. Um, I don't even know where I was going with that. (laughs) Just got off on a complete tangent. So, like that oh oh yeah the, the that ryan cole video 600 and i don't know 20 forty thousand views I, I i didn't check it but that thing was just constantly still going like a thousand people probably a week were finding that video and watching it and it is so applicable and relevant to what's happening right now um and that's gone and i was like i was Uh, depressed over it and upset at the whole situation and um, just frustrated and um, I'm not wanting to be on this planet sometimes, you know, like, well, how did it get this bad? Uh, See, and knowing, you know, the foresight that I have of where this is going, it's frustrating at times um and so then I, st- I started calling my girlfriends that advise me and on stuff like this and um, I start talking I, I'm having a conversation with Aaron and going through what happened and all and this is the next day after the accounts were all taken down of course that impacted, uh, earnings coming in from one of the channels. Um, and in the process, I realized that actually this is universe, higher self, God, however you want to think of it, pushing me in a new direction. And so like the reason I want to talk about this and tell you guys about it is for you to start seeing these opportunities in your life as well. Um, So here I was all upset and frustrated that this is gone and oh my God. And, uh, you know, one, one, these were accounts with tens of thousands of followers that I put a lot of work and emotional energy into. And it's like, poof, sorry, no. And they're gone. Um, and i came to realize that i was just being that while one door was closing another door was opening because the day before when i was talking to one of the whistleblowers the one who you know was doing the mrna formulations she's vaccine injured and she had i'm not going to go into a lot of details but some pre-existing conditions that they told her she should definitely get vaccinated for that she should definitely not have gotten vaccinated for. And now she has serious complications, had Guillain-Barre and was paralyzed and fired by doctors, basically. They, they canceled her appointments, sent her an email saying, find another doctor. <laughs> Health insurance company couldn't believe it because she was constantly going to the emergency room because her doctor wouldn't treat her. That's what these people are putting up with. And um, I'm an intuitive. So like I pick up emotions from people and things like that. And I could feel like this really strong urge that I'm supposed to help this person. And so I invited her. I'm like, I do Reiki. And I told some stories that I'll tell you guys now, I guess. Uh, That's something. Reiki's energy work, if you don't know. And it's used for healing and and uh, things of that nature. And it's something I've just always known how to do. Uh, we had a, when I was in elementary or middle school, we brought home the, the hamster, the school hamster for the weekend because you could take it home and take care of it and then bring it back Monday and it wouldn't be at the school on air condition for the weekend. Um, And we brought it home and it was like sickly and you know, laying on its side and arms up like it's about to croak. So we got a box you know, about that high and that big or so and put some new bedding in it and moved it out of the aquarium cage into this box It did a little better, but was still not doing good. Now, my mom who reads palms and, uh, you know, would, would dress up as a gypsy to go to parties and read palms and have fun with that whole thing and tease people probably a lot like I do. Um, she said, Hey, let's do energy work. So she did some and put the mouse back in the box and it did a little better, but then was getting back to where it was sickly again, looking like it's about to die. And my brother tried it, nothing. And then I, I did it and worked on it for a little bit. And then we put it back in the box and this mouse that was literally like that with, you know, like looking like it's about to croak a couple minutes later was, bouncing jumping out of the box right (laughs) so that's um that was first time that i did it another and, and i've done it on and off you know at different times but another one was with uh a girlfriend that was you know the business executive and uh a former fitness model and bikini model and uh just really awesome lady but she had leukemia and uh, TMJ and a degenerative bone disease. And one night her face was on fire and she's, you know, I can see she's in, in discomfort and tells me that. And, and I'm like, well, why let me do some energy work on it. And so I worked on her for a few minutes and she's looking at me shocked. Like, what did you do? It's gone. All of the, she's, she described her face as feeling like it was on fire and then it was just all of a sudden gone. And so I, and then I would do more on her after that because it really helped her. Um, and she told a friend about that who was at the, this millennium three training stuff that, that I did. And, um, her friend had been, this is a mutual, uh, girl that we all knew in common from being up at the center. Uh, she had been in a car accident and was bedridden for three days and not getting any better. And so they asked me, Sam, can you come over and maybe work on her and help her? And so I'm like, sure. So I drive over there, I park, I get out of the car. And as I'm walking across the parking lot to go up the stairs into the apartment, uh, my body starts hurting. And I'm like, what in the hell is going on? And it was like different shoulder here, leg down here and and whatnot. Uh, head in a certain spot, and and then as I get to the stairs, it goes away. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I get up there, her friend answers, takes me back to the bedroom where she's laying in bed, and I say, okay, does it, I want to see if I'm right here. Does it hurt here, here? And I described all the places that hurt on me temporarily. And she's like, yeah. And I said, does it hurt anywhere else? She says, no. So I work on her for a little bit, it was 30 minutes an hour, or something like that. And then I leave and the next day her friend is shocked. Like, what did you do to her? She's up moving around and, uh, you know, was like not, a, not even a complete night and day difference. Um, and that, so like, that's the whole intuitive thing. And it kind of opened my eyes to, okay, if I can do that, what could I potentially do with the vaccine injured? um and that's when i saw how uh me getting upset at the accounts some some posts went away poof into the imaginary uh i don't know into the archives maybe who knows whatever i'm getting all upset about that when really universe is putting before me the opportunity to grow as a person and evolve as who I am and help other people. Uh, and it was kind of like an eye-opening moment. And, and it's interesting that the one door opens before the other door closed, but like right together, just like that, bam, there you go. Um, so that's what I'm gonna do. And then I called another girlfriend who's a massage therapist and former girlfriend, Michelle. And, uh, she also does Reiki and I've done it with her. Um, and she's, she got really excited. She's like, you're already really powerful. Go take a training session or whatever and to get the attunement and, you know, that will get you right. So that's what I'm going to do. And then I'll figure it out. Um, I want at the same time what's also happening I feel like as part of this is it's telling me to move the show like kind of like I do you know I did XRP for a while and then moved to the election stuff and what ha- what's happening in Wisconsin right now like they've ruled it invalid they've ruled that Facebook actually did violate election law Uh, with their payments, their bribes that they paid to the officials and the drop boxes and all of that, and the data that they were buying to get access to the records, the daily dumps and so forth. So that one is coming apart as that narrative of the elections were fair and free and there was no corruption of any kind. That's completely crumbling. We moved into the other topic. That one still seems to be hanging on. There's still some weird things happening here and there, you know? And then we moved into this whole COVID thing because I saw uh, this doesn't add up. It just doesn't smell right. And my initial assessment was the risk reward ratio for this thing is off the charts bad. Stay away from it. And I think a lot of you listened. And ever since then, I've been just driving and driving to get people to see the reality of the situation that we're in. And this other, the, the woman who did the mRNA stuff, we actually walked through uh, the mouse, Jinky the mouse, some of his posts and some of um. uh Walter Chestnut's post and she actually understands all that because she was formulating the MRNA and it spooked at first she was coming up with ways to treat like, okay, I, the, I have this thing going on and the doctor thinks it's this and he's giving me this, but if this is the mechanism, then I need to do this drug. And I don't want to go into specifics, but she's coming up with her own treatments as we're reading through the signs of aging that the spike protein triggers which is pretty much all of them. And then she gets to another one and she had an injury that, a bone injury that hadn't healed. And it was six months later. It should have healed. And they were about to do some medical treatments and stuff to try and get it to start healing. And she realized why. And that's where the whole Reiki thing came up. I'm like, why don't you let me help you? Uh, And she said she'd consider it. And there's more to that. That's I don't. I'm not going to go into. That's even like more mind blowing of the situation. Um. And she's. I haven't seen or heard. I don't know. Her. One of her kids is triple jabbed. And like both of these whistleblowers, they are facing real. Very real hardships. And I think there's a lot of people that are going to need help in the future. Uh, and I feel like I've done my job um, in getting us to this point. You know, I played a small little role in it. But in bringing people into the reality of the situation and I want to take the show in a different direction and I don't even know what that is yet so I'm trying to figure it out um yeah so that's it okay I'll go to some comments and stuff and uh if anybody on spaces wants to jump in uh, raise your hand or request the mic. Hey
6: Sam. Yes, can sir. Can I jump in
2: real quick? Absolutely.
6: Hey, dude. Yeah. Uh, Cryptic Aussie reached out to me during during the week just to have a chat about how things are going with your platform. So hopefully he'll he'll jump back. He'll jump in in a moment. Oh yeah, I can. Um, um, now so. most. Yeah, look, most of us have been with you on this journey for many years. And you've helped a lot of us, guide a lot of us through cryptocurrency and that sort of financial advice through the whole election thing where, you know, we, we put our tinfoil hats on from time to time. Yep. But a lot of it turned out to be true.
2: You got to do that, right?
6: Um, but, yeah. But the most important thing is we were wide awake so that when this COVID thing came about... We were, we were on our feet, ready to make the right choices. And thanks to your guidance through all of this, we all learned as we went. But through the, the deep diving and the, and the researching we all did and working together, we've managed to make a lot of great choices for ourselves looking back. And like, we're all very, very grateful uh, to you for, for bringing us on this journey. Now, yesterday I joined your Patreon, and that is something I should have done years ago. And I I just want to reach out to anybody out there who thought about is the way Sam's helped us, is that worth buying him a cup of coffee every week? Well, for me, it it was. So I just really recommend anybody out there to um, join Sam's Patreon. You know, he does a lot for us and um, to give back that little bit, you know, goes a long way. So once again, buddy, I just want to jump on here and say thank you wherever you take the show. Uh, we'll be along for the ride, and mate, I I feel you when you lost all those platforms, dude. That's tough. That's tough, mate. Yeah,
2: it's frustrating. Thank you for that. Very kind words. And we're gonna, um, I think we're gonna have like an Aussie advisory committee where we talk about bogan cunts and or uh, no bogan sluts <laughs> and. <laughs> uh, hookers and blow and try and figure out where to take the show. So I'm looking forward to that.
6: I uh, know you enjoy it. You enjoy a lot of playing from down here, buddy. That's All right, right. but yeah. uh, we've got your back, mate. So thank you. Thank you for staying with us. See if, um, I think XRP Australia might want to jump in as well. See how he is there. All right. Okay. You, bud.
2: Good deal. Yeah. So I, I, mean, I want to figure it out. I, I feel like, you know, I've had this higher calling to do to, to figure figure out this whole Reiki thing and um, see what I can do. I, I don't think medicine is going to help them with it. Like is is going to figure it out in time. You know, they are at this point still refusing to even acknowledge what's happening. And it's just like, these people are going to get real sick. And I don't know if I can, I, I think I know that I can like reduce some of their suffering. Um, can I, can I, fix their problems I, I I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea, but I feel like I'm getting this that this was a clear message to me, and this is how I look at and 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 it's so many people would have this experience and not learn the lesson. and um, I feel like this was an opportunity for me to really look at it differently and see what's at play here, like why this all happened. And it's, I think it is all for a reason. Um, and I think your life can work that way too, if you choose it, right? Like that's really the message. That's why I shared all of that stuff with you guys in the first place. So there you go. XRP Australia, uh, you should be coming in here. Sorry. I just saw you. Go ahead when you're ready. Oh, you're muted. Unmute XRP Australia. If you want to come on.
4: Okay. You hear me now? Yep. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to say thanks as well, Sam. I've been calling you for, oh yeah, at least probably three years, I guess. Yeah. It's um, it's always been a fun ride. And, um, yeah, you do an awesome job. Um, yeah, I just
2: I all right i appreciate that yeah I, yeah i just get frustrated you know it's uh it's not easy being uh, and and what i'm putting up with compared to like some of these whistleblowers it's it pales in comparison so it's just like uh you know yeah. it's not easy these people have a lot at stake they have a lot to lose their freedom some of them their lives uh it, it's gonna it's gonna get really ugly and i think um we're going into that phase and you know cliff high there was a tweet from him about we're entering in the die-off phase and i I concur with that uh it's going to accelerate and at some point the dam's going to break and these people will figure out what's been done to them and and what some of the outcomes are likely to be for a lot of them and they are going to flip out um and i i think we've got to we've gotta be there to, to help them. And like a part of, I'm not just gonna do Reiki work with some of these people, but I'm gonna take all everything I've learned from the show. And that, like, this is another thing that really had me recognize what was unfolding for me is like, I've learned all the specifics of what's going, what the vaccine is doing in their bodies. And like, I will use that in my work to kind of undo some of that damage um and there was another piece to it but i'm i'm blanking i'm off in la la land um yeah i don't remember but anyway <laughs> anything else you want to add
4: um well yeah well, you know, the situation we're all well, especially the unvaccinated situation we're in yeah you know, we got a, a big you know and it's so disheartening to know what possibly gonna to handle to our loved ones who have been vaxxed through coercion and whatever. Yeah. Um a hard uh, road ahead, I think.
2: I talked to uh Erica. So this so there were four uh, girl friend girlfriends that I called to chat with and get reflections on. And you know, she's she's basically a, uh she doesn't want to get a, she's not vaxxed, she doesn't want to get a fake Uh, passport. She wants to refuse to, you know, go along and participate in this system that wants to exclude her. And uh, she's almost like a hermit in her apartment like me. And I'm not even under those restrictions, but she is, and she's making that conscious choice. Uh, And she has a friend who she thought was totally on board and he eventually caved and gave in and went and took the vax and she was just like shocked yeah. by that. So it, the, the, yeah, it's hard. It's hard, but it's important to, I think, uh, really consider the potential consequences of making that decision. Yeah. and uh, you know
4: that the government withdrew the of ivermectin once they found out, that
2: so, so the first part was a little robotic. Can you say that again?
4: Did you know the Australian government just through the sale or banned the sale of ibuprofen just after they found it started working?
2: They they banned it.
4: Yeah, you can't buy it. you used to be able to buy it off the shelf. I'm pretty sure back in the day. Okay. Um, but um, yeah, if you want it, you just can't get it. Sure, we've I'm, been using. Um,
2: I'm not surprised because if you look at the WEF connections, I mean, it's so clear the people that they've compromised and are part of their little globalist club are the ones pushing the hardest. And in the U S they're trying to do it, but it's just too big and too many guns. And like they wouldn't get away with some of the things they're, they're pushing in Canada or in Australia and New Zealand. I mean, I saw where they burned there was one of these encampments, protests. They set all the tents on fire and then sprayed everybody with water cannons. I mean, it's just like, what what planet am I on? It's so crazy where this is going.
4: It's, it's like waiting uh, up to a bad dream every day, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it really is. It's sad.
4: you got to pinch yourself to see if you're awake or not.
2: All right. Anything else, sir?
4: No, I'm not having one. Okay. Thank you.
2: Thank you very much. Uh, somebody in chat here is saying, uh, Sam, new evidence coming out that DNA has changed. Uh, I don't know anything about Reiki, but can it address returning DNA to a natural state? I don't know the answer to that question. I think the possibility is definitely there. Um, and what came out is that it's actually, uh, reverse transcribing into the liver, uh, within six hours. So it the CDC has been proven wrong yet again uh, that it is changing, altering DNA. And then we also know that not only does it alter the DNA, but it alters the expression of the DNA, which has the same effect of changing the DNA. And then uh, JP, the, the guy in Austin with the red hair that does the really funny uh, parody videos and that sort of thing, He made one that just knocked it out of the park, Um, breaking all of that down. It's just, it's beautiful. Go and watch it. Absolutely. The testing continues until everyone is awake. Yeah. Uh, You know, I was thinking about that last time I went to the airport and everyone in baggage, I was picking up a, a friend, everyone in baggage claim was wearing their mask. I was the only one there that I saw without a mask. And this was Love Field in Dallas a few months ago, I think. Um, and I didn't say anything. And like the next time I go, my plan is to take out my camera, start recording and give a speech to all these people and spit some knowledge at them that they're probably completely unaware of and see how many masks come off. That's what we have to start doing. We have to start speaking out and waking people up. Now there's, 30% there that are just part of the mass formation and you can't save them. And there's nothing you can say to them, no evidence that you could show them. They are so emotionally invested that they're just not going to, um, not going to change their mind. But that 40%, that's who we need to reach. So look for opportunities because we have to bring this thing to a halt. They are still going after our kids with this stuff so uh X X Bryce I think you were jumping in here do you want to unmute
4: yes
7: hey there buddy this is your new Twitter
2: uh perhaps maybe it's a fan account
7: oh what happened uh, to your old Twitter
2: oh so you'll have to go back to the show and uh listen to the beginning i broke all that down basically because of some whistleblowers oh. and some other things going on last week. Uh, all of my stuff got nuked. No, yeah, that's what I
7: saw. And, uh, I was like, dang, but I love your, <laughs> I love your, but I was still following on telegram. That's still good to go.
2: Right. Yes. Now here's part of the problem though. Um, telegram has, uh, booted Russia today from their channel. So they're now playing favorites and playing politics. And uh, Discord updated their terms of service to be able to ban channels for misinformation. So they've gone and done another push, another sort of capturing of the control of of the narrative even further. And you know what else came out? Thanks to a FOIA request by blaze media i believe it was great job from Flynn back and those guys uh we were talking about jacinda arden uh how he was um giving out billions of dollars to the local media to you know cover the important news that wink wink they are going to let them know what's important and i said this is how they're nationalizing the system this is the new way to bring in communism and socialism it's not to um you know, like beat everybody into submission the way they've done it previously and so forth. It is, or to, you know, nationalize the companies and and so forth. That's too much trouble. The government sucks at running them. So instead they just bribe them. Right. And it came out that the usual actors, NBC, ABC, CNN, and so forth, all took over, I think it was a billion dollars from the Biden administration to, positively cover the vaccines and who else was on that list that was surprising is fox news and newsmax one of the so-called independents right but they are literally taking money to sell you out and push a holocaust so uh the landscape is changing again and the platforms that are safe today they are now going after them to because again we're being effective because it doesn't matter where uh you know we go people will follow us and find this message and get this information out and they're not able to stop it and all they've done is move larger and larger communities uh groups of people off of the mainstream platforms that they do control onto the ones where they have no control And that was a huge mistake. And now they're trying to rectify that by moving the line, you know, increasing the, and let's, we're going to take over discord and we're going to take over telegram and have them start pushing our censorship by who knows what means they did that by, but uh, you know, that's what, that's what's happening right now. So, and this is another thing. This is why I want to move to gab. I think long-term they have, a lifetime membership for like 500 bucks uh, that would give me a TV channel where I could upload all the content I want. You can create playlist alerts. They do, they're working on a tipping thing. Now, the reason I didn't use YouTubes was because um, they would take 30, they take 33% of all the super chats. And I'm like, that's ridiculous. I don't want to participate in that um gab's setting up something way more direct it will probably include crypto because that's how they kept you know they were attacked by silicon valley the reason all these companies uh are cowing down is because they run on silicon valley's technology on their platforms and so therefore these silicon valley and the globalists that run them have levers that they can use against these so-called company you know independent companies or whatever And so they've been deplatformed and they've had to build their own email system and they've had to build their own, uh, hosting setup. And you know, all of these things, they've learned all those lessons because they refuse to engage in censorship. And that is the big push that's going on right now is to censor everything, have total control over the narrative so that they can get away with whatever kind of murder and genocide and, anything they need because they know that's baked in the cake at this point, right? It is going to be very dangerous for them if they don't capture, recapture control of the narrative here in the short term. And and they won't, right? We'll always be one step ahead. But like, that's why I like Gab. And even though I'm on Gab and Getter now, and like I'm, you might see, I might create a phantom account on Twitter, but I'm not going to invest a lot emotionally into it because you know I'll, i need to use it for the show to find things and so forth but yeah I, I'm, I'm not gonna i'm gonna put my time into primarily gab but it, gatter's got so much more traffic it just does because of the joe rogan effect uh but i think that will change over time um and then when uh whatever it is true social opens up i'll be on there we're, we're already seeing crazy censorship happening on that platform so that's the world that we're heading into. And and the show was the reasons why, because this whole thing is coming apart. The truth is coming to light and the people are going to start dying. So anything else you want to add? Yeah. I
7: already feel like, I mean, just personally, like on a, on a level, just at the workplace, I feel like people are already kind of realizing they got played and, I feel like it's almost embarrassing now to admit that you got the vaccine, but I feel like people are going to start lying.
2: Yeah, yeah. I it's I, they've just got there's I think there's too many people who have friends in their circle who are now sick or dying or dead uh after taking these treatments. So
7: Is there any new info that uh, you already gave the audience in terms of HIV or um, maybe um, some of those recordings you released with uh, individuals such as doctors um, explaining how the higher-ups are not allowing them to document any, um, you know, uh, vaccine uh, side effects? Uh,
2: I haven't, uh, no, nothing specific to HIV. I mean, we had... The the Pfizer I've been going through some of those. It's kind of a group effort. Everybody just randomly I've been randomly picking one and trying to look through it and find stuff. Um, we have the nine pages like seventeen hundred adverse events in the trial, uh, the phase three Pfizer trial. I think there were twelve or 13, it was between twelve and thirteen hundred deaths out of like forty three to forty four thousand participants. I don't remember the exact numbers, which is like off the charts, crazy bad. And of course they probably excused it away as well. It's COVID. This is an emergency. Everybody's dying, but it was more than likely vaccine injuries. And that's what, uh, you know, Brooke and I were on the phone earlier today and she's looking through some of these case files from these participants and was reading me some of the, the, I I mean, I would just, I would call it fraud that they're engaging in to cover up these injuries, the way they're reporting it in different sections of the report. And it's pretty stunning what's going on. And uh, I'm sure we'll get into some of that when we finally do uh, get all these technical problems sorted and and get her uh, recorded or get her story captured. So that's the plan. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, let's see. There's a few questions in chat here. We'll be using ham and CB radios. Yeah. I charged mine up this last weekend. <laughs> and there's a couple I need to get batteries for still, uh, get on spaces. Uh, I am. If you're trying to come in and chat, then uh, send me a request. I probably just wasn't missed it. Uh, Sam, are there any truly decentralized video platforms that you happen to know about and messaging systems? um uh theta is it yeah theta is i think the closest that we've got to that um i think gab is a a real like champion of liberty and uh free speech and they're they're gonna go to bat for their users um and and i think my content would be absolutely fine there uh those are the two that I know. And, and you know, like I could also do, I have my podcast, which is audio only, and I could convert that to a video. So these are, this is stuff I'll talk about with the Australian crowd and some others. Um, I could convert that to a video podcast, just like, you know, Rogan's is to where it comes out in audio or video and you just pick which feed you want. And that would be a way to distribute it. It's a little more money, but you know, I could do that. Um, and then we've got some other options. A a lot of it is like, I think getting little clips out because there's people that are intimidated by the two or three hour format and they're like, ah, you know, so having little feeder sites that, that give people a taste. I mean, there's so many clips I could cut from this show. I'll probably end up doing that tomorrow as part of this. So, and then at the same time transitioning the show. So it'll, I'll figure it out. Um, and then the other thing, messaging systems-wise, uh, I am—I just went and got. Hold on, let me see if I can. I went and set up um, XX Messenger, which is oh shit, you can't see that. Well, oh wait, I better not show that. <laughs> anyway, this is it right here. What what is this? Well, XX Network is a privacy coin. I think it is the gold standard privacy coin. It's not out yet. I mean, it's, it is, but it's not. Um, and part of that platform in the CMix protocol is using, uh, a messaging app to obscure the crypto traffic, right? So there's all these things that he's built in to help hide it and mask it and so forth. And I've even got this set up to where it's sending out spoofed messages so that You know, there's intelligence to be gathered when a sudden burst of messages happens after a long silence. You can determine, oh, he's doing something, right? So by sending out messages at random times and so forth, it does away with that intelligence and makes you harder to um, gain insights from, right? And at the same time, when you're sending messages on this, it's actually obscuring crypto transfers so it's mixing it in with the discrete uh payments that are being moved around on the on the uh elixir platform or i forget i'm probably mixing up terms here but like it's working the two work together right to anonymize and obscure any attempts to discover who's involved who's who's sending what to who who has how much of what and so forth. And that's really what we need is absolutely we need a digital cash that is uh, completely private and anonymous just like cash is today. Uh, That is how we defeat the CBDC, right? Because they will want to control it. They will want to be able to tax you on a whim. They will want to be able to tell you when and where you can spend it and what you can support and what you can't. And they will want to tax you at whatever rate they determine is necessary right out of your account at their convenience. And we have to take the, the ability to print and coin money out of the hands of the state because they cannot be trusted with it. That is why gas is going to go to five to $10 a gallon. And that will be the new normal. Now crypto is going to go with it, I think, but for the people that don't have it, life's about to get real hard, and it's going to change the mood, the mood in around the world in some big, big ways as this fiat monolith comes crashing down. So, um, maybe I'll yeah, it's XX Network, and this is the XX Messenger. It's in the app uh, Apple and uh, Google Play Store. Uh, no, I've got, I've got something to say about the whole Russia and Swift and all that, but I think I want to do that in a separate video and put some time into it and record something that's snappy. Okay. So that's it. Uh, all right. The data loss is a setback, but who you've become is a huge win for all of us. Thank you very much. Appreciate your new awakening. Treat the pushers of the COVID narrative as spoiled children in a candy store. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's XX Network. It is. um, Let me switch back to comments here. His guest managed. uh, She did two of the three. I got that mixed up. Oh, good. So.
6: Scientists in Sweden published a new report finding that the messenger RNA contained in the Pfizer vaccine
2: is able to undergo a process known as reverse transcription, where it's converted into the language of DNA and might possibly be incorporated into the human genome. So as your cells are reproducing, that genetic code (laughs) gets reproduced with the new cell.
3: Which is a damning report. Now, this is not a editorial piece. This is a scientific
2: study that's been peer-reviewed. It was published within the MDPI journals in the subjournal known as Current Issues in Molecular Biology. The title of the paper is Intracellular Reverse Transcription of the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 mRNA vaccine, which is known as BNT162b2, in vitro in... That's the dose that... Uh, that's what that designation sort of entails. Human, human liver cell line. Okay, so... what do we- basically six hours and it's reverse transcribed. So they were completely wrong about that. People lost their channels, their platforms over that lie being pushed as fact. Yeah, I think I've seen this video where the guy jumps up.
5: We're going to use the
8: at least, at least 59 people killed, at least 149 people wounded. Those numbers are going to go up. There's yeah. just no He's question like, hey, about um, that. I mean, you have fierce fighting in, in a number of locations around the country. You mentioned Can I get those, some water?
2: He's like, don't move, don't move. Don't move, bro.
8: Control. The other thing that went, went down today um, that was of huge <laughs> importance was Russian paratroopers went into an air.
2: Enjoy the show, folks. Enjoy the show. So there you go. All right. Uh, Let's see here. Anything else before we get out of here? T Mandela effect on camera. What do you make of this video? I don't know. Yeah, I don't think it's going to play. I'll watch it. Oh, no, there it goes. And I dug it (coughs) out that the Berenstain had said Berenstain
4: uh, in that room when I come out here into just the normal other part of the
2: house. Yeah, I have, I have no idea what this is. Sorry, I'll watch that later. You can send me that stuff on social media and I'll take a look at it. Um, okay, I think that's it. So I don't know where I'm going to go with the show. I know I want to keep doing this. I think it's, um, it's just such a powerful medium to reach people, to change hearts and minds, to educate them, enlighten them and evolve us as a race. Um, and I think it comes from understanding that like you guys can do all these things too. If you're aware of them. And I would also with the Reiki stuff, there's probably some of you are like, Oh dude, come on, bro. Seriously. Explain the placebo effect, right? Why can't science explain that? How is it that some people seemingly have the ability to take nothing of benefit and yet their body produces a benefit? Oh, crypto Aussie wants to come in. That's, uh, our minds are far more powerful than we understand. And I think it's time that we start using them. And if I can, lead the way on that journey and that's where if it opens other reiki practitioners eyes to this opportunity and they start helping people i think that could be tremendous uh and i'd like to see that through whatever whatever way i feel like i'm being guided to do that so there you go uh crypto aussie if you want to get or cryptic aussie if you want to get last words in here go ahead and unmute
8: Hey, Gary Sam. I'm doing great. Well, you know we hear that you do uh, a kick. That's it. Uh, I understand with the, uh, that's a gut punch and a half. But I tell you what, I did some research, and if you get six more of your channels new, you send you a gold plaque, and you can hold the world record.
2: <laughs> six more bands?
8: <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you oh. get that gold plaque, thing, uh uh. Some- to aim for, for, at least.
2: Yeah, I think that's definitely in the realm of possibilities here, because, man, the thing about having a lot of uh, 4G modems is you can make a lot of phone numbers with that, let me tell you.
8: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, I you said, on the show, just now, the, I hear some people thinking that uh, the whole Reiki thing, I uh, I can testify. Working, I have right I've had reiki done on me. Yeah. Uh, I'm no reiki on me in the past with, with multiple, multiple, And it does work. It definitely does work. So to catch up, uh, I'm going to get you to do some reiki treatment. Uh, All
2: right, good deal.
8: Existing injuries. Yeah. No, good move for A lot of us here that um, that will support you. In what you know, you've you were called of it to talk about subjects that are difficult, that oh, you won't yeah. talk about, and um, and and a hiding from it. And you know, you're old enough and big enough to understand the subject, people are going to get upset mm-hmm. and at the type. you know, over all these times we've watched you, whether it be like next during the, the bombing runs, and even now. Now, you're not to run away. You don't hide. Yeah. You're the first one proud of running away from shit. You're the one running towards And that's why we like to listen. And that's why we like to hear that spoken just now and, and that haven't that, that don't speak, okay, but you hear them mm-hmm. talking through the messages and that that, that, that the evil in from your shows. That, and, and I don't think you realize that, have without a doubt saved that were were potentially going to do whatever with their family. And they've had a second thought. Mm -hmm. They've listened to something you said that you've done, and then they've gone, well, okay, tomorrow, okay. And, And I do not know why. He was going, she was going to have the jab, and she hasn't had it. That was six months ago, and I sent her one. Maybe a video now video or not, but mm-hmm. she definitely didn't end up there, and she's had second thoughts. Young hero that doesn't know the truth in life, and and I think you're in that category, whether you want to call yourself a hero or not. Um, I'm not fanboy by the way. I like you. There are things as you know the way the universe. We're just never going to know the people you. Way with what you've done, so you know transition into uh, what you're doing next. I think that will just um, that, that that will just keep on encompassing what you've already done.
2: Um, yeah, I, I see it that way too, and I feel like, I mean, that was kind of the thing. I was like, <sighs> once I saw, oh, this is what this is why all this is happening, and I had that shift, and I like choked up with uh I think it was Michelle on the phone. Um I realize how selfish am I sitting here getting upset over all this when like this is what's at stake. Um and I I don't know. It's yep. just yeah, i will leave it at that.
8: It's tough, man. It's tough. It is tough getting repeatedly and unfortunately for us to do it. Uh so it's one of those things. Different strategies, like you said, revamping, relooking at different ways. Uh, you know, as I've, I've mentioned, I like using things against the system itself. Now, mm-hmm. for some people it, it, that's difficult to digest, but you know that, that was that was part. Of it. I'm kind of used to doing that, and I see advantages in doing. And for you, I mean, I know that I have heard you talk about ethics and, and mm-hmm. you know, that Abraham thing, and, and I've been in that realm for 20, 25 years now. Yeah, me too. So I'm a, I'll call a universal child that has pro- provided many years with it, exactly what I've wanted, but never ever once in the way I imagined happened. Yes. And that's, it's like that's it's, the universe. You, you can...
2: When you once you become you conscious, whatever. once you become conscious of it, it like it's amazing how things just start to fall into place, and and life just kinds of it kind of flows from one opportunity easy. to the next. And before it wasn't uh, that way.
8: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I hear you on that one. I hear you
2: on that one. It's
8: just another one of those times. No, it's not a defeat. It's not a those channels. To rip down the one reason, either to inspire you further, or to get your tits off, you know, fuck you Twitter, fuck you, you know, uh, twitch Let's do this now. Let's yeah. do that. You want to shut me down? Well, you. watch how? Watch how much louder I'm? Here. Yeah, and you know, and, and I thank you for for bringing me where that. Hey, I, I've got the ability to do this shit. You know. Yes. I, I'm get the hook. I can get the blow. I can. Get on the mic, you know, talking to to, to my um, my Aussie folk down here. And by the way, XRP Aussie, he wasn't, you know, it wasn't the rogue down the like All of us, Aussie you know, okay. But but we do want to thank you, Sam. All of us want to thank you on uh, uh, from the bottom of our heart, and, and we'll be here to support you. All right, awesome. we do and help as well. Hey, Bob. By the way, I, I don't think you do realize, I find on Twitch, it's it's easy to sub. I don't know, okay. And by the way, people, it does cost to going uh, to pay for phone services, to pay for food to put on the table. So, you know, subbing to something shouldn't be an issue if you're getting value out of something. I mean, it's crazy. Not, like, not it's
2: everybody crazy it's, But with
8: Twitch, if you have... Yeah, I I get it. I I do. I but, understand.
2: But that. like that, I get that. I'm not gonna I, I get the point there. I won't be able to do that anymore. The whole subscription thing, and because oh, so
8: even with Twitch, well, that sucks balls. Because you get a Prime account and you get Twitch with it. Yeah, but now like, that you know, so I can't you know, register
2: with them anymore. So that's even though I'm, there might be a stream going there right now. <laughs> So yeah, let's not get into too much of the specifics of all that. It's just yeah, yeah, I, But I, I, I think right. the key is like get better start investing my emotional energy into these platforms that at least stand a better chance of surviving long term. And I think that's Gab and Getter for some period of time and true social for some period of time. And eventually a blockchain based one will be the sort of ultimate champion of that space. I don't know what that looks like or how it works, but when I see it, I'm going to jump on it and I'm going to invest in it and everything else, because I think that is going to be the future. And, uh, part of my strategy here for what I was doing with the Patreon money for a long time was, uh, building my own broadcast studio to where I can send out. And that's why I'm paying two fifty a month and just bandwidth fees to do the show. Uh, I can send out, three or four streams now, uh, with the capabilities that I've got, I've got some technical issues to solve still to do that, but that will put me on Theta. That will put me on Gab TV or, um, uh, uh, no, who is it? Rumble. If I want to do a subscription there when I can do that, I will. Uh, and, and that will, I think it's, it's having the effect of like growing audiences that are more decentralized and, uh, it makes me less vulnerable and less concerned to uh, censorship. So, and I think that's the way of the future and kind of how I want to grow the show. And I don't know, I'll, I'll figure it out as I go.
8: And, hey, you, you would probably know, you will know far better than I will, that, that setup that Gab has, not not to the extent that they have got, but if you look it up where you had your own spin, this, you had or not to get killed off by you know Amazon or uh, for their services yeah. is, is that a, a I'm, I'm not obviously uh, um, but are we looking hundreds of thousands tens of millions uh, you know to start something where you can have an independent server you can say hey you know, like everyone else just come directly to me
2: uh, I don't even know um, Alex is, is Jones that, would know that it, answer no
8: I've got some investors I think Well, I I,
2: I, I would have to, I I don't even know. I, I mean, I think eventually if, if when crypto takes off, what I'll probably do is move somewhere closer to Dallas and have a studio space where I can bring in guests, you know, very similar to like Temcast or Rogan or, um, so you know several of the others that are out there, and do sit down shows like that. Do the others have a technical director? So I'm not here pushing the wrong buttons, and those sorts of things. Um, but it just it it's hard work. It takes time to build all this stuff, and uh, I do what I can with the resources I got. You know.
8: Okay. Yeah, that's the battle plan then. Once uh, crypto does
2: uh, fly, I think um, yeah. some resource. Yeah, I think that would be tremendous. And then I could really turn it into something. So, And have Absolutely. someone to put guests because I'm terrible at that as well.
8: <laughs> well, I, can, well All right.
2: I, can. I appreciate it. Anything else?
8: No, no, no that's it.
2: All right, have, have yeah, a great evening. Up, I'm sure we'll be, good. Be, we'll be chatting later this week. Okay. Thank you, sir. And cryptic Ozzy, he was, he's the one that was doing all of the rumble uploads, um, after the show and getting it on there. So he's been a tremendous help, tremendous help. Uh, I live in central Texas. I'm prepared when shit hits the fan, uh, on the same team. I have everything needed, but a rural place to go. I'm an asset, not a drain. Let's team up. (laughs) All right. Find me on XX messenger to the lifeboats and, uh, we can chat go from there i think tim pole works out of a trailer yeah so yeah that was his newest thing which is not a bad idea either you know I, i saw that for the first time when he had like alex and rogan and uh luke and you know this whole gang it was this crazy show that happened down in austin and what he did was uh has a fifth wheel uh just like the one we my brother had that we stayed in in new orleans um And he wired that up with cameras and that's something I could definitely do. I would probably even, you know, tear some stuff out to make more of a less of an RV and more of a studio space kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I could do something killer with that as well. So a lot of, a lot of options. That's a great one too. Um, I'll, I'll sort it out, sort it out. So, all right. That's it. You're going to bring me in on that studio situation to Sam guest or whatever, dude. <laughs> okay. We'll sort that out for now. I've got enough on my plate and I've got to get, uh, Brooke captured because I think she's got some really, um, she's got a story that needs to be told right now. And I'm really committed to getting that out there. Um, And getting her documents shared and so forth she's got a lot of documents and um, we'll go from there and, and figure it out and so bear with me and come along for the ride if you want to i'm sam i am we'll catch you on next broadcast thanks everybody
0: Every rapper's gassing, and every rapper's selfish. Every rapper's trapping, and every rapper sells bricks. The only saving I'ma do my part to help it. They killed Black the Ripper, and in my heart I felt it. But it's hard though when everyone is brainwashed. I'm trying to show you the way, and you just wanna stay lost. Give me an old school beat to spit pain on. They put my friend on medication, now he's not the same, Don. I'm sorry but it had to be mentioned If he don't take tablets every day Then he'll get sectioned And he don't get no love from his siblings Because they'll rather him trapped in the system Fuck the system Say it loud than say it proud I'm stuck in a matrix, I'm trying to make it out Has the world gone crazy You ain't gotta ask They wouldn't serve me in a shop because I ain't got a mask Remember preaching to my friends In school times, telling them About GMO and fluoride The new world order is here, you better. I wake up and wearing a mask is a sign that you gave up Take that shit off your face cause Don't let them take your freedom like a cage but Free the world that means I'm trying to save earth I'm too real to be living in a fake world Cause all this shit's getting to my head man In a pandemic but nobody's dead fam And none of this shit don't make sense The vaccine's coming like a mark of satan Cause all this shit's getting to my head man In a pandemic but nobody's dead fam And none of this shit don't make sense The vaccine's coming like a mark of Satan I miss my dad, I wonder if we'll meet again all lies matter fam, not just BLM And I don't hate any race, I love all colours Stop being ignorant because we're all brothers Free Juno Saji hasn't done nothing wrong And tell Matt Hancock to go and suck his mum I trust fruit and veg, I don't trust the NHS Tupac was killed off, he didn't fake his death I'm sick of the media and the government Always lying to my people, I've had enough of it But so much trust in the system that your sense gone Now they won't accept my cash in a restaurant Things are changing over a virus I can't even fly, it's got me thinking about Cyprus Nowadays I can't go shopping without an argument I see why guy Ford tried to blow up parliament Cause all this shit's getting to my head man In a pandemic but nobody's dead fam And none of this shit don't make sense The vaccine's coming like a mark of Satan Cause all this shit's getting to my head man In a pandemic but nobody's dead fam And none of this shit don't make sense The vaccine's coming like a mark of Satan
2: guidance lays it down doesn't he? Good night